What if you were better equipped to beat your best in any situation life throws at you? What if you were able to realize game-changing breakthroughs and achieve your goals fearlessly and without restriction? My mission is to help you level up your mindset to achieve peak performance so you can accomplish the most audacious goals you have in life and in business while embracing the highs and lows of every journey. To do that, I'm going to explore topics that challenge how you think and help explain why you show up in the world the way you do. By accepting the challenge, you'll think better, you'll feel better, you'll perform better every day. I'm your host, Dr. Ed Slover, mindset and peak performance coach, business consultant, thought leader, author, and award-winning educator. And it's a good day to do great things. This is the Quest for Life podcast. One of the greatest gifts in life is the ability for each of us to choose how we live our life. This isn't to suggest that we pick our starting point. For example, some people are born into abject poverty while others are born into wealth and privilege. Some people are victims of abusive parents while others grow up free from abuse. Some people are born in underdeveloped countries where natural resources are scarce while others grow up in countries and societies where natural resources are plentiful. Despite the differences, and there are many, each of us as human beings possess the ability, whether we know it or not, or believe it or not, to design our own future. I'll admit, I'm speaking broadly, as the dictates of certain cultures makes this extraordinarily difficult, in addition to other limitations, such as stereotypes, prejudice, and discrimination of groups that seem to inhibit a person's ability to chart the course of their life. Objectively speaking, however, we get to choose how we live our life, or at least how we think about living our life. Doing so levels up our mindset and allows us to be on purpose. Let's get started. I'm going to start by asking you a few questions. Here goes. Do you want to live a healthy life? Do you want to make a positive difference in the lives of others? Do you want to pursue your passion and purpose? Conversely, Do you want to live a life fraught with disease? Do you want to avoid developing meaningful relationships? Do you want to flail about in life directionless? My guess is that you answered with an unequivocal yes to each of the first three questions and an unequivocal no to the latter three. This makes sense because for most of us, we generally want this life to be a good one. Ironically, there are many people who willingly or unwillingly live their lives based on the dictates of others, their parents, their spouses, their society. These are people who live outside their purpose and end up living or more to the point existing in a perpetual state of discontentment, disappointment, or depression. How can this be? Perhaps it's because we as human beings long for belonging and acceptance from others, which supersedes our own pursuits. Perhaps it's because we've been told we'll never amount to anything and we bought what that person was selling us. Perhaps it's because we simply don't know what it means to live healthy or don't know what it means to make a positive difference in the lives of others or don't know what it means to identify our passion and purpose in life. What follows are seven ways that explain what being on purpose in life means and why living on purpose brings a more joyful and fulfilling life. Number one, seek a calling bigger than yourself. One of the interesting things about middle age, and I'm firmly planted in middle age at the time of this recording, I'm 48 years old. 
So one of the interesting things about this period is that you look back on the first half of your life with the recognition that fancy things like houses, cars, and clothes, they're nice, but they're generally unfulfilling. The Franciscan friar and best-selling author Richard Rohr describes middle age as a deconstruction, deconstruction period where the first half of our life, we've constructed our life. It's been about position and status and material gain and money. And all of that is a really normal thing. In fact, he even goes so far as to saying it, it's something that's required. But then we get somewhere into middle age and we look back on the first half of our life and we recognize that it's generally unfulfilling. Now, people that go through typical midlife crises end up doubling down on the things that they acquired during the first half of their life, despite the fact that it still remains generally unfulfilling. But if we actually do this in accordance with how he describes, we have the construction phase, which is the first half of our life. We have a deconstruction phase, which happens somewhere in the middle. And then we have a reconstruction phase. That reconstruction phase really gets us to thinking about our legacy. Thus, the pursuit of a calling, which you might think of as faith or legacy, helps you anchor your life to knowing that you're on this earth for a specific reason, and that reason serves as your north star. Simply the act of seeking this calling exemplifies what being on purpose means. I recently received a download from God, as you know, if you're a listener of this podcast, that I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. And on February the 11th, it felt like I received a download to start another organization known as It's Not My Credit to Take. And the first vehicle for getting the word out on that is the It's Not My Credit to Take podcast, where I'm interviewing strong, principled Christian men and learning from them how God shows up in their life or has previously shown up in their life. And the experience has been overwhelmingly positive. There's such an appetite for this conversation, especially when we're trying to figure out how we can get men, particularly young men, to answer God's call of their potential. And this is absolutely a calling bigger than myself. I can't get it out of my mind. I've checked the box. I'm, I know I'm not obsessing over this. This is just an absolute passion of mine. This is, this is purposeful work. This, is, this gives me meaning. This is a calling bigger than myself. Number two, help others be on purpose. When you're intentional about seeking out your calling, you can help empower others to seek out theirs. Unfortunately, living an unintentional life disallows you from doing this as you're unable to translate the insights and skills you may in fact possess to helping others. But being on purpose in your own life allows you to discover or uncover your strengths that you can translate to others. And seeing others flourish, no doubt, provides greater meaning and value to your own life. I've had the opportunity to mentor uh, a number of you know, college-age students throughout my career as a university professor. And I can tell you, I get just enough, I guess, excuse me, I get every bit as much from that experience as they do from you know, getting to, to speak with me. Because I'm using my insights and skills, and I'm able to translate that into being helpful to other people, which allows them to be more on purpose. Number three, Care for yourself physically, psychologically, emotionally, and spiritually. Interestingly, I place this third, and a credible argument can be made that it should be number one. 
And if you spent any time listening to the Quest for Life podcast, you know how much emphasis I place on each area. Despite that, I'm going to spend a few minutes on each. First, what being on purpose means physically is engaging in regular physical activity. Examples include walking 10,000 10, steps a day, going to the gym three, four, five times a week, taking the dogs for a walk, anything that gets the body moving. We are creatures that are designed to move. We're not designed to sit at desks all day in front of computer screens. We're not designed to sit in cars on our commute to and from work. And we're not certainly not designed to, after we do those two things, to come home and simply sit and binge watch Netflix. We are built to move. And living a life on purpose requires us to engage in res regular physical activity. Additionally, being on purpose physically also means consuming food and beverages that elevate your energy and vibration. Fruits, vegetables. I mean, when you take stock of what you're purchasing at restaurants or what you're buying at the grocery store, what's currently in your pantry, think garbage in, garbage out. That's essentially what's happening. If, if we actually ingest things that are full of refined carbohydrates or really high in saturated fats and just eating general garbage, what do we expect is going to happen to our energy levels and our vibration? It, it, we, we seem to have this, this weird notion that we're willing to delay you know, long or we're willing to, to engage in short-term gratification by consuming these things at the expense of our long-term future. And then once we're dealing with crisis, then and only then we're willing to make a, a change. That just doesn't seem to fit. That's certainly not what it means to be on purpose. Next, being on purpose psychologically means that you spend time reflecting on your motivations and intentions, how you go about making decisions, the subsequent actions related to those decisions, and the consequences generated from all of it. This may also require you to have fierce conversations with yourself and with others to work through challenges and to set down the baggage from your past. We all have baggage that we bring into every next relationship. We just do. I, my daughter's mother and I, we, we divorced back in 2009, and I entered into uh, a three-ish year relationship that was just a mess, and I contributed plenty to the mess of that relationship. And I, I didn't know these things, believe it or not. And I was certainly at the time wasn't willing to have fierce conversations with myself and to assess my decision making and the consequences of that till really long after that relationship had ended. And had I had it to do over again, I wouldn't have gotten in the relationship in the first place. But even if I had and I had this information, I certainly would have gone about navigating that differently. Fortunately, I've been with my wife for 10 years, married almost eight, and I finally figured it out, finally figured out a way to set down the baggage. And doing so has brought just an overwhelming sense of peace and calm and mature love to that relationship. But simply pushing things under the rug is just unhelpful to living your best life. So further, being on purpose emotionally means unmemorizing the past version of yourself to evolve into a more loving, caring person. In the best-selling book, The Body Keeps Score, author Bessel van der Kolk states that, quote, neuroscience research shows that the only way we can change the way we feel is by becoming aware of our inner experiences and learning to befriend what's going on inside ourselves. 
That's interesting that we're at, he's actually asserting that we become friends with ourselves. And it's an interesting reference to neuroscience because we know emotions are the neurochemical cocktail that gets released in our brain. And then we have the physical sensation that we call, call feelings once there's a recognition of the intensity of the emotions. What I'm not suggesting here is that we forget about our past, but rather we don't remain a prisoner of our past and we don't relive the same emotional reality day after day. Being on purpose emotionally means that we cut new neurochemical grooves from new, more favorable experiences rather than simply remembering past experiences. Be sure to check out season two, episode 19 of the Quest for Life podcast called The Stories We Tell Ourselves. Finally, being on purpose spiritually means that we connect with a higher power. This could be the God of a major religion or exploring topics such as the law of magnetism, quantum physics, or the universe. The point here is to connect our inner selves with the thing that created us in the first place. And depending on what you believe, the one thing that we can all agree on is that the only thing that is all the time everywhere is energy. And so if you focus on energy, whether you're, you're looking to quantum physics, that's okay. If you want to uh, uh, you know, focus on the God of the Christian Bible, great. Adam was created from dust. Even the late astrophysicist Carl Sagan referenced famously that we're made out of stardust. So whatever it is, spiritually means connecting back to you know, some higher power. So now that I've addressed each area of health, let's move on to number four, which is finding peace with yourself and others through forgiveness and letting go. And at the risk of offering another shameless club for the Quest for Life podcast, be sure to check out season two, episode 14, entitled Forgiveness and Letting Go. You need to know that life becomes extraordinarily peaceful when you no longer hold on to anger, bitterness, and resentment towards others or yourself. This isn't to suggest that you should forget wrongdoing, injustice, or deliberate disrespect, but rather choosing to be on purpose by choosing peace over tension. Doing so, it's not a light switch. It's a gradual process of acknowledging that whatever lingering anger, bitterness, and resentment you feel is yours and no one else's, along with the acceptance that what is done is done. Releasing the hurt and pain that caused it was caused is, is truly the only order of things to being on purpose. Otherwise, you risked infecting every next relationship you enter into, which makes exactly zero sense for, at minimum, two reasons. Number one, it's not fair to the other person with whom you're entering the relationship. And two, it's not fair for you to risk creating new pain that adds to your existing pain. I referenced this just a few moments ago with that relationship that I got into. Number five. Expand your worldview. We all know it's incredibly easy to create habitual patterns of thought and behavior in our lives. In previous podcast episodes, I've discussed that we spend approximately 90 to 95% of our lives on autopilot, which is to say that we think the same thoughts and do the same things most every day. In effect, we make our lives binary in the sense that something is either black or white, on or off, this or that. But when you expand your worldview, you start seeing and becoming sensitive to the nuances in life. You begin to appreciate and understand the subtleties and undertones in situations and with people. 
After all, no situation or person is entirely this or entirely that. And when we make cardboard cutouts out of situations and more importantly, make cardboard cutouts out of people, we will absolutely fail ourselves and others. And we see this in contemporary America with the political landscape. It's extraordinarily divisive with conservatives on one side, liberals on the other, and maybe there is a third side to this where you're dealing with extremists on, on either side of the political aisle. And we make cardboard cutouts out of one another, and we engage in competing monologues where all we do is yell at one another rather than being on purpose and having a dialogue where we can take a mature perspective and maybe, I don't know, just agree to disagree. Thus, being on purpose in terms of expanding your worldview means taking nothing for granted. Now, I'm not saying that you, should, you, you shouldn't analyze situations or, or, or people or do that at the exclusion of making meaningful connections. I am saying that you should look for the nuances, subtleties, and undertones to gain greater appreciation of differences and contrast. If nothing else, doing 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 so will show that your worldview is just that yours number six pursue a values-based life discussions of core values happen all the time in business and it's certainly evident based on how people choose to live another way of stating this is that human motivation isn't overly complicated when you connect it back to the actions people take which is illustrative of what people value with respect to being on purpose Pursuing and living a values-based life means clearly defining for yourself what it is that you value. If you value developing meaningful relationships with others, pursue whatever you need to do to create those relationships. If you value making contributions to businesses or causes bigger than yourself, go do that. If you value living with integrity and honoring commitments to yourself and to others, go do that. That, that is something I value very, very deeply going so far as to not make a commitment if I'm not 100% certain I can deliver on that commitment. If you value living in accordance with a specific ethical standard or spiritual teaching, go do that. It, with whatever it is, become a student in each of those areas. Identify others that excel in those areas and see how you can emulate them. The goal here is to level up your mindset in an intentional way. And lastly, number seven. Gain clarity about your future despite uncertainties. The majority of people do not like uncertainty. This ties back to the knowledge that 90 to 95% of our lives are on autopilot. You see, living on autopilot allows for an unbelievable amount of certainty. You know what time to wake up every day. You know what you'll have for breakfast every day. You know what route you'll take to work every day, etc. The inconvenient truth to all this is that uncertainty is a part of life, and being on purpose allows you to recognize the uncertainty for what it is as a path to achieving something greater or better, or at least more interesting. And when you recognize that such a path exists, you can move from a place of complacency or stagnation to one of curiosity and wonder. I'm in a period of my life where I see awe and wonder in everything. It's just a remarkable place to be. Now, I'm not entirely sure how I get there. I would defer to it's not my credit to take, but I'm just seeing curiosity. Excuse me, I'm seeing awe and wonder in everything, and I'm extraordinarily curious about that. And it all comes back to being able to live with the discomfort of uncertainty and the unknown. And all of this 
ultimately gets me thinking that almost no one wants to live an unhappy life filled with pain. And yet people do it all the time. What's cool is there's a better way. We just need to find what that better way is and level up our mindset. As we put a bow on another episode of the Quest for Life podcast, I encourage you to visit thequestforlife.com. That's thequest4life.com and download the show notes of this episode. In them, you'll find each of the seven ways that explain what being on purpose in life means and why living on purpose brings a more joyful and fulfilling life. From there, I encourage you to make a decision as to which of the seven most resonates with you and how you can incorporate it into your life starting today. Perhaps it's seeking a calling bigger than yourself. Maybe it's helping others be on purpose. Or you may be ready to look in the mirror and decide to engage in more physical activity or clean up your nutrition. Still further, you might strive to find peace with yourself and others by letting go of lingering anger, bitterness, and resentment. Or you may genuinely want to expand your worldview or live a values-based life despite the many uncertainties doing so brings. As I stated in the opening, one of the greatest gifts in life is the ability for each of us to choose how we live our life. What do you say we make a deal? If you agree to take care of this gift we call life more purposefully, I'll make the same commitment. You see, we're all on a quest to live a more joyful, fulfilling life. Let's together, you and me, take the first step by making a decision to level up our mindset, to take new and different action, to bring about better, and to pull our, our, our ideal future into the present. I wish each of you nothing but the best in this pursuit. And as usual, it's food for thought, fellow questers. Be sure to follow or subscribe to the show and pass it on to a friend. You can download the show notes at thequestforlife.com. That's the quest number for life.com. You can also connect with me if you're interested in learning more about leveling up your mindset to achieve peak performance in all areas of your life. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for joining the conversation.